Hello and welcome to the Corpus Christi Songwriters Podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Jimmy. I'm Garrett. I'm Casey. And we're sitting here with Mr. Casey Lane. Thanks for joining us today, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming out. Yeah. Casey, with this yeah. crazy cat behind us. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Cat found a mic clip, kicking <laughs> it around. Maybe, I don't even know if listeners will pick up on that sound. Or, maybe, we all maybe. heard it, but they might not even know what we're talking for the about. One, for people listening, there is a young cat running yeah. around, destroying yeah, things. last episode was the, the first time she made her appearance. Oh, she did make an appearance, okay. You can hear the entire episode knocking things over. It's, <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. Well, yeah, so Casey, thanks for being here, man. Um, we kind of like wanted to, to pick your brains and kind of get you over here because you're one of our... Um, partners all the time for when we do stuff or with House of Rock. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about House of Rock and a little bit about the mission of all that stuff. Give us, oh, yeah. give us your spiel, man. Yeah, right on. In short, you know, Corpus Christi native, uh, born and raised here, spent most of my life here or in the area. Uh, and then uh, shoot, opened up House of Rock with my partners in 2005. Five? Um, oh, my gosh. There was just, you know, live music venue at the time, mainly rock and roll and punk rock more than anything. Yeah. Uh, coming from our previous em employment, we did little different things. And so we were trying to kind of be a little different House of Rock and yeah. fill a void for a 500 cap rock and roll venue. Yeah. Um, anyway, 18 years later, we're still here. We've got a, a kitchen, uh, getting back into, Doing more regular live music, you know, coming out of 2020, and uh, um, yeah, so that's that's about it. Just uh, music. I, I can't play music like you guys, so I'm on the on the other side, you know. I try, I try, to, I try to provide the stage, you know. We need people on that side. Yeah, man. Can, yeah. And then it, I guess to kind of to, to qualify that too, House of Rock isn't. I mean, it's kind of expanded not to just be rock stuff because you're kind of our listening room on our festival, so you're really kind of like our classy like seats in the you know like you know seated and kind of a a multi-purpose area i think is what house yeah. rock's cool for like there's all kinds of cool we found out like probably after the first six months that in, in this this community just can't support a, a rock punk rock yeah. you know a listening room or venue rather than than uh um you know they come out but to come out every night seven days a week it's not enough to cover the the, yeah. the cost of living on the yeah. corner at downtown corpus christi yeah, you know? yeah. so um and being a huge music fan was an easy segue just to kind of start picking up so we started branching out really kind of into uh, reggae stuff we did some songwriter series uh, yeah. back in the day and, yep. and uh, um, you know there's that mentality on there there's two kinds of good music good music and bad music you know we try to promote good music you yeah know, we succeed quite a bit not always but yeah we're the best. <laughs> yeah didn't y'all do um so y'all also sometimes have the chamber music we do, yeah, there, right? Yeah. For years now, yeah. the, the Chamber Music Society reached out to us. Joan Allison uh, was kind of a visionary behind that whole thing. Yeah, she wanted to find cool. a place to that, do that. That sounds amazing. It oh, really man, does it's, in there, man. It's crazy. It's, it's awesome. You know, it's, it's fun because uh, um, it's a different environment. Um, but, you know, every once in a while you hear the ice machine drop, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. ice, or you'll hear an AC part kick of on. Being, you know, yeah, so it's part of being it's in a, the club. It's like, a rock venue that you can hide those noises behind a PA. Uh, yeah. So when you're a listening room, uh, we can get it pretty quiet in there. We've yeah. sound treated it, you know enough that sounds good yeah. but you know you still get that ice drop every once in a while you get reminded you're at house of rock you know yeah that's it's essential it's it's that. house of rock on the so that's the nice thing too is the house of rock is the multiple i mean there's an area for two different stages and the kind of the way we utilize it for the festival is we kind of close off that back room and you guys man we didn't even tell you guys and y'all put up posters of like there's a listening room keep your cell phone silent yeah, like yeah. you guys like 
nailed it. Like every time we do it, it's awesome. So we've had sidebar conversations a few times with y'all shows and others. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's difficult. You know, we, we booked uh, like Fred Eaglesmith is a Canadian songwriter. Oh, yeah, we, awesome. we booked years ago and, and, uh, and I'm a big fan, had him at the surf club many times and, you know, bring him in, in the house of rock, you know, we got people to come out to the show, yeah. which was amazing. Um, but it was my rock crowd, you know, yeah. so the whole time they're, you know, they were kind of talking over him, you know, which is yeah. frustrating as musicians. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's hard sometimes to find that balance and it took us a while. I think we're, we've gotten further down that path, but in the beginning, getting into the songwriter type stuff yeah. was, you know, you have to train the audience a little bit. You, you know? do. Mm -hmm. We found yeah. uh, communicating up front to turn your phones off works. And, and people don't get offended, you know, and if yeah. they do, if there's just a one or two person, yeah. you know, but most parts, they, for the most part, they get it, you yeah, know. they get it. I think most people are there to, to, to listen to a show. Yeah, they yeah. go to go to a show like that, but there's always one or two of them. What is that? One bad yeah. apple spoils the bunch, you know, it yeah. just takes one yeah. cell phone thing to, to set things, change the mood, you know. We've had it, we've had it, yeah. We've Rhett Miller was, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, Rhett Miller was really good, man. That was a, yeah, it, was it, a was, fun it was a fun, yeah. it was a pretty big crowd. They were kind of more of a rock crowd, but they were very attentive to him, yeah. and like, it worked out really well. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I think those acoustic shows for some of those rock acts, or, or, or alt-rock acts, whatever you would call it, you know, old 97s, um, um, you know, high-energy band. It was very um, high-energy, just know, him. When they come down to just a stripped-down version, you kind of get the, the the kind of die-hard fan, you know, yeah. the, the the real fan that, that is, is there and, and the, the history songs. knows. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's a special treat to see somebody like that get up there with just the guitar. You he know, dug it, too, man. Yeah. He really had a good time like it was it was i could feel like the audience li loved it and then he loved it and so it was that kind of like this yeah. is awesome man it was, it was a, cool a fun, show to, fun show to be at yeah yeah man i want to ask uh or i really just want to like compliment in a way that like for for those listeners who are not from corpus Christi who have never been to uh, house of rock uh the first thing i noticed when i went into the venue aside from you know, everything kind of being, as you would imagine, for a place called House of Rock, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, is that there's, you know, for the sound uh, engineer listeners, man, there's an RCF system with like an array with subs. Yeah. Uh, there's an 32, right. there's a digital snake, and, and, and it, everything's set up in a way that like a sound guy, a traveling sound guy, would be incredibly comfortable stepping into yeah. that room. Yeah. And it's also like, I mean, there's there's a brick wall. I know that you guys don't ever mic up cymbals, and somehow I can always hear the cymbals. Yeah. 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 Okay. Like, 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 it's like, yeah. it's like uh, as a sound guy, the first show, I was like, what is going on with not mic cymbals? I know. Why am I hearing them perfectly? Here's like, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. It's cool, man. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just, you know, um, what I really like about you guys is that every show is, uh, and I think I said this like maybe in the first episode where I was like, every show has flyers decked out, has full descriptions. Yeah, As good. a person who is looking to go out for music, the experience is described and there and, and no questions open mm -hmm. there. Yeah, which yeah. is great because I find that like if you're going to find music here in Corpus, man, there's there's not a lot of places that are like, yeah. hey, here's here's what's going have. on. Here's yeah. What's, yeah. And here's what we have going on this month if you sign up for yeah. emails. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and and yeah, so Anyway, with all the praise in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're great at that, man. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we call it the venue, you know, and that was that's part of part of the the, the model. I mean, uh, truth be told, if you could make a living and, and cover the cost with just doing music and sure. bring your own beer and bring your own snacks, I mean, that would be easiest for us, you know. But the the food and the bar is kind of a necessary evil to be a venue. So we've always yeah. tried to do our best, but venue first. And yeah. I've been fortunate since the beginning. Uh, we've had uh, a marketing team sometimes, me and one of the persons sometimes. 
Williams. You know, right now we've got two people on our team that nice. are great at marketing and um, it's, Stephanie's it's a position. And that's for, one thing yeah, you've yeah. always had. It's a, a good yeah, presence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they surround yourself with good people. They say, you know. So, so unfortunate. Stephanie's been doing it uh, almost twelve years, and she's just oh, yeah, promoted right, to, to GM. So she's yeah. running the whole show now. And uh, she's awesome. Uh, Kate Zartucci, a student that came, a student intern. Oh yeah, okay. Came yeah. On, yeah. She came on Kate as an intern, and then we had to like grab her. So now she's on as this part of the team, and, and yeah, uh, nice. and uh, our full time yeah. marketing assistant. So it's it's fun. Yeah, it's good. And and also I'll touch on on the PA. Thank you, man. We try to keep things in working order. We just ordered uh, some RCF powered um, mm-hmm. uh, monitors to replace our passive Yamaha. Oh, the yeah. classics. Yeah, yeah. classic. Though. Yeah, those things. They've been there. Those eight, things are tanks. They were there for eighteen years, man. Yeah. And they've those been are rebuilt. <laughs> and we got up recently, and it's like, man, they all sound a little bit different. How and, much know, so. beer has been spilled? <laughs> blood on those? Yeah. yeah my, they're tanks too, man. That's, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, it, 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 was, it was tough. I like you know the what did I say the 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 the, dra- the curtains to match the drapes or the carpet yeah, to match yeah, the drapes yeah, whatever. And yeah, RCF, yeah. we've been so proud of that the yeah, system yeah. and it keeps people like yeah. I said touring bands yeah. come in and are happy when they see it. Sounds great. Yeah. Um, you know, so get monitors and, and the whole yeah. the whole system mm-hmm. completely system system to be matching. Yeah. 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 Slender monitors that like let you see what the guitar player's pedal board has on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not quite going to be that high tech. but It's going to be new. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those speakers, it's gonna be good. Yeah, but yeah, those Yamahas, I debated. It's like, man, I can go cheap and buy those Yamahas yeah. and probably last another eighteen years. You know? <laughs> they would, uh, man. Yeah. There's I want the complete package. You know, like a Buick. Yeah. My favorite Things story. Like the Buick the, of the yeah, the the the, the monitors. Uh, Kelly Moore is uh, a drummer and sweet daddy local musician. Oh yeah, yeah. Know, Also audio engineer. Um, he ran Soundhouse Rock forever, and you know, rockers come in, they I put their feet Kelly, up on yeah. the monitor and they lean on it and it dents it in and damages yeah. them. And yeah. he spray painted no feet on them once. Ah, yeah. yes, he did. Yes, we, had, right. we, had, we had a debate on, man, is this yeah. how's this going to work? It was almost became more of a green light to put your foot up yeah. on there. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? so, <laughs> so, uh, but they made it, man. They're, those things have uh, weathered the storm. So we're just going to be in the museum. We got a little SM58, I think our 15-year anniversary. We retired one of our mics. The 15 years of service, we put it up on the wall. Still nice. works. Yeah, so. Of course it does. Any emergency break glass, you know. Yeah, it's a 58. <laughs> throw it in the ocean and be okay. Well, I'd like to rewind a little bit and go back to the very beginning and, and understand yeah. a little bit of how you, how you got in the music scene to begin with, uh, what how you got from, you know, um, you started out slowly booking. Is that is that how that works? Yeah, so I was actually, you know, I was bartending and grew up, grew up a music fan, right? And, and in Corpus in the yeah. early 90s, what you do is you, you know, we had a music scene here in Corpus. There was EJs and backdrafts um, as kind of the small rock dives, you know, and they yeah. had, mm-hmm. uh, I think Zeros was being born around that time. Then uh, you had yeah, the Coliseum. Corpus had a good music scene, but really every other weekend, you know, the goal was to get to Austin and go to Liberty Launch or Mazona uh, mm-hmm. Rosa, some of uh, you know, yeah. emos and catch a good show. Yeah. And, and uh, um, so the goal was to you know, work at the surf club for a summer, make some money, and go to, go to Austin. Yeah. Uh, met a girl, became a young father during that time, and, and uh, I was fortunate that the Brad Lomax, my old boss, and, and Thurman Love, my old GM, uh, gave me a shot at managing. So I just started working there as, as nice. a bartender. And, ah, and, uh, okay. Got into management there, and uh, the truth be told, I'll tell everybody for years, it's, uh, you know, I show up to work every day, and not everybody else did, so I got a couple of promotions. You know? <laughs> it's huge, and, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> I had another couple of guys quit to move on to, to bigger and better things or for them, and uh, so at a pretty young age, early 20s, I was, you know, booking the, the surf club, and then that nice. was, at that time, we were doing open mic with Ray Summy yeah. um, on Wednesdays, which so is still going strong still today, going. and then we did uh, Thursdays and Saturdays were touring acts, uh, oh, okay. Fridays were cover bands, uh, local mm-hmm. 
cover bands and on occasion we would do things all you know sundays or off nights but generally speaking um you know that was it and there was yeah. a lot of uh, songwriter stuff there was a lot of uh, texas country and country and kind of red dirt and just a bunch of names for it, americana yeah. Um, yeah. you know and then on occasion we would get to throw in like the texas rock like the blue octobers and the vallejos oh yeah yeah uh, the burden brothers i remember vallejo playing there a lot when yeah, I was they were, they were, but like them and the toadies maybe played a lot of the or the burden brothers yeah, burden yeah. brothers quite a bit and blue october was there quite a bit and uh, so we had a good rotation of just good kind of texas regional music yeah. you know and then from time to time um you know one of my proud moments i got to book the dead kennedys one time there oh I nice me. so that was um a, a, a lot learned that night you know a first bit. punk rock show ever you know and and uh, anyway there, there was a um it was a it was fun so that was pretty much i think i put in almost nine years at the surf club and uh uh left uh for no other reason other than it was just a long summer you know and then mm -hmm. uh, moved on uh, to concrete street amphitheater uh and i was there for uh 2003 to 2005 i want to say and, and did uh talent buyer for concrete street as nice. well as help with the concessions and you know it's mom and pop place locally owned so you can yeah. wear a lot of hats like you do yeah. at any place but who'd you bring in for concrete street oh uh, you know yeah. what there's a ton of bands i mean probably you know if i'm going to go to, to my proudest moment i mean social distortion you know yeah. rock and mm, roll nice. punk rock and those guys to me have always sounded like uh you know they're kind of like the outlaw rock a little bit you know yeah. kind of have some some other albums somewhere between heaven and hell to me it sounds like a country album with distortion pretty know? much so, is yeah so, you know but i, I like the, the uh, social so i got to book those guys a couple of times uh nice. nelson bb king oh um, king. we had a show the, the greatest show that never happened once uh, was uh um the black crows uh blues traveler lucinda williams los lonely what? boys del castillo um and uh man there's one or two others i'm drawing a blank on and then a uh, hurricane near miss corpus no mm -hmm. thing I yeah canceled, oh, you know but that, that was probably my most proud was that blues on the bay that was a version of blues on the bay Dude, yeah i saw yeah. one of the blues on the bays at that time so yeah. i probably yeah bb yeah. king with bb yeah bb king and, and los little boys yes uh, that's where i first saw los little boys First saw BB, and I think one of those times it rained a little bit, but BB still came out and played. Yeah, big yes, yeah, that's true. Dude, um, that was a killer show. Wow. There was, uh, um, I think, one of the shows, uh, Rocky Benton. Uh, yes. Little, little Rocky Benton played on. Yes, Monday, I was and, at that uh, show. I want to say Michael O'Connor um, was was uh, was he on those was, as well. Yeah. You know, so those were uh, dude, those were cool shows. Yeah, those were fun. You know, so Concrete Street was cool. You know, it was the first time. I come from Surf Club. Uh, my previous uh, Booker Thurman was was self-taught, you know, and, and then mm -hmm. he kind of taught me what he knew. And then going into Concrete Street, you know, you start to deal with like AEG and Live Nation and some yeah. larger larger promoters. And uh, you know, it's, it's really the same. It's the same business. There's more zeros at the end of all of the numbers. And, yeah, and yeah. There's, there's yeah. more stage hands and more lights, and but it's really kind of the same. Um, but the production was really cool for me to see the the cool stuff. You know, I didn't uh, um, book him, but I was part of the team. Uh, and uh, Toby Keith at one point oh, in nice. his heyday, and you know we had to bring cranes in to put video balls. Oh, God, and, I bet. Yeah, yeah. Like a big giant huge. truck on stage. I mean, it was really it was it was yeah. a massive deal. So, you know, Def Leppard was a cool one uh, to see, and, and of course on the rock side there's Evanescence and, and uh, Nickelback. I think Nickelback sold out a few times. You know? Yeah, so there's, I there's all the those, those types of bands. You know, yeah. were, were always fun, and, and I mean, Concrete was great to work. Um, I missed after a couple of years, just you know, the I missed the the feel that I got at the Surf Club. I knew 
my customers. I knew my yeah. staff. I knew more intimate. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah, for sure. And, and this, it's a, it's it's different. I like being able to see a band kind of start off in one area, end up at Concrete Street, you know, uh, and yeah. those larger venues. You know, yeah, so yeah. Um, you know, when the opportunity to get House of Rock going uh, happened, man, I just had to jump on it. How did that? So when did that come up, Casey? Was that place available? And you were like, I'm going to do a venue, or what did you? What was your goal? So there was three guys actually that opened it, and and two of the three I had chatted with previously about some opportunities of some property that was coming up nice. and he was doing a bar and you know so the bar guys that were all so friendly with one another and, and they had some sports bars that they had run pretty successful oh, okay. and some some other local bars and uh, they actually got House of Rock up and running and it was about a month or two into it you know they, they reached out and said hey man we, we've got this thing rolling we have another partner uh, in it uh, yeah. and uh, we're struggling you know and, and if you want to come in so I kind of nice. got in with uh, uh, some sweat equity you know and, yeah. and uh, <laughs> um, you know which was you know walking away from a job with insurance and you know I was a single father at the time so walking with yeah. a job with insurance and you know and I would say nights and weekends off because it's a concert business but generally speaking the shows weren't every week over there and yeah. at the time we did about 50 60 shows a year and which is a lot for me that size but yeah. I still had enough uh, yeah. weekends and nights off to where you know it was a recommitment and, and uh, um, but the trade-off to get into a place to be in a position to help you know kind of you know it's, it's a different vibe, you know, it's yeah. a different, different scene. And I think there was a void for that in Corpus, you know, there wasn't sure. a rock venue there was. or any music venue at that time, uh, booking the type of acts that we were booking. You yeah. Know, yeah. There was nothing of that kind yeah. when I moved here in 2003, yeah. it was, it was new. Yeah. And they made zeros has been around forever. Uh, was around forever. And that place mm -hmm. was, was, was iconic. You know, yeah. you got boozers now and it kind of took, took over, you know, that, that yeah. side of it. But yeah, there's always, there's always cool venues and, and, and divey bars, but you know, we yeah. wanted to be a place that could park a bus in front of our venue and yeah. sell hard copy tickets and, and have yeah, a yeah. website, you know, and, yeah. and be a venue, you know, so, um, yeah, that's kind of how the, the whole thing started. Uh, I was, like I said, I was a music fan, like I said earlier, you know, I, I tried playing music and my hands and mouth don't work at the same time. <laughs> and, uh, that, that's, it's frustrating and, and uh, <laughs> yeah. so being able to provide a platform for others who yeah, can yeah. do it to do it. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a good feeling. That's awesome, dude. That, well, that kind of like dovetails into kind of the other thing I was going to ask you about is the, so we're a music friendly city now by the music, Texas music office. You kind of spearheaded that Casey, right? Like what, what tell us about that? Tell us about what that involves. Yeah. What does that entail for Corpus? Like hey, it was actually is you know I've gotten some credit for it, but it's kind of a unique collaboration. You know, yeah. we, we and long story short, I give the cliffs cliffs notes, but yeah. you know, I, I, for years there's ASCAP, BMI, and CSAC, right? And this is yeah. how musicians get paid. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I believe in those entities. However, I don't always believe with their billing structure. You know, so as yeah. a music venue, you know, we pay into several thousands of dollars a year to these yeah. entities so they can go back to the pockets of musicians. But after years of paying musicians out, musicians out at the end of the night and saying, "Hey, do you collect your BMI, ASCAP, and CSAC?" The overwhelming majority of them locally say, "What are you talking what about? What is that?" No, you know. So, you know, of course, I get frustrated on because we don't pay bands great to begin with because you know all the equipment we just spoke about and, yeah. and the staff and yeah, the rent, right, right. you know, and, and things tend to trickle down. And, and artists, unfortunately, in many types of art medium, are the last ones to get paid with yeah. the the shake at the bottom of the bag, or whatever yeah. you want to call it. So, you know, I get being frustrated with that. You know, the, I'm. I was on a mission for a few years to figure out how to get these the, those entities, the PROs, uh, performance rights organizations, to hold uh, some sort of a seminar, something at least something. come down here and teach the locals how they can get their money yeah. that, that I'm mm -hmm. paying 
to put in their pockets, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you know, for years I kind of fought. I, I battled the guy on the phone who was collecting the check, and, and realized <laughs> later that that's the collections department, not the, not the artist outreach department. Oh, okay. So, um, you know, through just a couple of phone calls and talking to the Texas Music Office, Brendan Anthony and Chip Adams, their crew up there, yeah. great or, or to work with, and, and I've had the ability to work with Brendan Anthony was a fiddle player for Pat Green. Yeah, Brendan's Brendan so Star, nice. So suddenly, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Texas happened. Right, things got real small, real fast, and, yeah. and uh, uh, express some frustrations. And they said, "Man, you need to reach out to these guys and let me give you the artist development side of the business." Nice. And so I got in, in touch with a few folks at BMI and, and uh, um, um, TSAC, and uh, and they agreed agreed to come down for a music industry symposium yeah, yeah. at House of Rock. Which the whole goal of that was to kind of help teach musicians. You know, hey, there's a lot of sides of this business. You know, I'm, I'm a professional in the, the promotions side of it, and yeah. I can tell you from experience, you're not going to get rich being an original songwriter but you know there's there's marketing and there, there's touring and there's yeah. t-shirts and there's yeah. there's publishing and there's all these things that I know nothing about so anyway if I can make a long story short we got these folks to come in and um, and have a symposium and during that time um, I heard through the grapevine that another organization Visit Corpus Christi was looking to um, get involved with the music commission you know? yeah. Oh, so yeah, yeah. there was a tie and, and Brendan and Chip suggested that maybe we get together and become a music friendly organization Nice. Um, there's a few things you have to check off the list, and one of them is a, a workshop with being music friendly. Yeah. Um, the symposium would would cover that, would check that box. Nice. And, um, you know, a board has to get formed, and a few other things. It wasn't wasn't too painstaking, and it mm -hmm. become music friendly. Yeah. Uh, but it's basically just a designation you get from the state that says, yeah. you know, we're friendly to music. We recognize ourselves as that. We want everybody else to recognize us as that. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a tool um, that we're still figuring out, but it's a tool that mm -hmm. we can use to help promote music in Corpus Christi. Nice. Um, 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 so yeah, that's kind of how that stuff came about. So it was an idea the, for the symposium, and then that lined up with Visit Corpus Christi, and then the Jimmy Smithwick we were talking about earlier jumped yeah, in yeah. and we needed help put this together, and oh, you know, nice. we formed a small group, and then y'all had the Songwriters Festival yeah. um, that same time frame. So there was a segue, and it was a good partnership. You know, yeah. Michael O'Connor and a few folks that you guys had coming through um, uh, uh, spoke at the symposium, um, nice. and then I saw some, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, some love connections with Linwood King and a few others that spoke with the songwriters, and so. Yeah. It was really kind of, you know, people that are all struggling with the same how do you make this work problem but yeah, they yeah. might be from different genres and they might be yeah. have different goals they might sing in different kinds of clubs but the problem of how do you get from city to city how do you uh, monetize your efforts uh, um, or yeah. is the same for almost any genre yeah. you know? so that was that was really cool so universal yeah universal yeah, yeah. so that's kind of how that music for anything came about and really it was a collaborative effort you know between some of the folks that I work with House of Rock the marketing team and Jimmy Smithwick and, nice. and uh, the Texas Music Office Business CC and, and the downtown management came in and helped throw the party you know yeah. at, the, at the end as well so that was yeah. a big party <laughs> yeah that was fun huge yeah. music party. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah yeah that was it's, awesome so i want to ask if uh did you have something to do with uh bringing together the post og as well because uh i wrote an article about ty deets uh for steam magazine and during that article uh, he mentioned your name about how he kind of when Ty was assisting Brandon, I believe mm -hmm. it is, bringing together the Post in Orange Grove, which is a, a great venue. It's a cool too. place, I man. was just there on Saturday awesome. on a pretty cool bill. It was like me, yeah. Ty, uh, Scott Sandell, and uh, Stoney LaRue doing an acoustic set. Nice. So that was, it was great to, you know, to have been there before as like a, as their photographics yeah. capacity. Yeah, I saw you Ray that Wiley night. and Ty. Yeah, Ray Wiley. Uh, but in that conversation, he was like, no, Casey is like the guy that, uh, he consulted or something in order to 
properly advised. Yeah, you know, I place I, up. So what'd you do? I mean, I'm not in a position to take credit for for anything with the post OG. <laughs> Same. Um, uh, but I, 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 uh, you know, about yeah. time I we we bounced some ideas off of each other. You know yeah. what I mean? And, yeah. and I kind of gave them some input on what I thought. You know, and, yeah. and uh, yeah. uh, some things that they should maybe consider while they're building that out. I don't know how much of that trickled down to the post yeah. OG, sure, but sure. Uh, okay. to quit oh, their please. royalties involved, I absolutely had something to do with that. You know? Yeah. I try to, it's a, it's, a, it's a balance, and I try to share knowledge that I've learned through just bobbing and weaving years in the yeah, teeth, yeah. you know, with people that maybe are, are newer on the scene, because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you want music to succeed, yeah. um, you know, and, on, and some people, um, including myself, sometimes feel like, hey, how much help are you going to give the competition, um, you know, but we've gotten to where we've gotten uh, through trial and error, and anytime a new venue opens and, and uh, somebody starts promoting music and a staff member or a band will always show up, hey man, what are you going to do to combat the, yeah. the competition? And mm -hmm. I always say, like, in our bathrooms, man, like, they'll go, you know, we've already figured out how to keep the PA on. Yeah. You know, yeah. We've, already, we've already got the room sounding well. Yeah. You know, and we've, <laughs> we've got our pizza ovens and they're running, they're piping hot, you know, and yeah. so what mm -hmm. can we do to combat it is make sure that when people walk in the door, we greet them, you know, and sure. welcome them and, and uh, not just the customers, but the musicians, you yeah. know, and so another other yeah. things are learning how to do it. You guys are always good. kind of past that, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also, too, truth be told, uh, you know, I've been known to give out recipes for our meatballs and sauces, and people say, why to do it? And man, it's not hard to make a meatball. It's hard to get a cook to come to work every day at 9 a.m. and make the exact same meatball yeah. every day. You know, that's, that's, yeah. that's the tricky part, you know. It's yeah. like running a venue is, is there's so many things to it, and, and really the hard part is not building a stage or putting a PA in. That's really the fun part, especially if you have the funds to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The hard part is making sure you've got a backup, you know, cable that runs from front of house to the stage when that one goes. All these little yeah, logistics. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, how do you figure what's your plan B? And I don't try to live with plan B's in mind, but just through default, I've created a lot of plan B's on the fly. And I've, I've been fortunate <laughs> to work with a lot of people and a lot of touring guys will come through if there's an issue. These road dogs, man, they'll look at something. Oh, yeah. They've got a fix. It might not be the best fix, but the show goes on. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, so. I can figure this out for tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So that's that's but yeah, it's a great, great venue. Uh, I've heard it's cool success man. stories. Of it. Yeah, we were at Ray Wiley there with Ty and uh, and uh, JM played right before. Yeah, that was a cool show. It was yeah. a great show. Man. Yeah, they they set it up for people to to sit. You know, it's kind of like a listening room thing, but it's it's open. It's out there, open air. Uh, but of course, there's a, there's like a dance floor, and so at the end, people were all yeah, you know, oh, yeah, front, yeah so I'm sure. It was cool. It was very cool. When did they open the, the post OG? This year, sometime I think maybe maybe last year. I'm not even sure. Very I'm, very recent. I'm a whole new like entry point into this scene with fresh eyes. Not very old. I've not been yeah. here right, and I know that like as soon as I came into town, I realized that the nexus, you know, there's there's a sort of local musician that makes the rounds as a songwriter and the working man's music places like the exchange, right? Yeah, yeah. But all of us like look at house. As in, like a house of rock, man, as like a, as like a second home. Yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. And it's uh, and you feel that vibe, like between all the stickers behind the stage, yeah, the back wall, oh yeah, you know, That's uh, great. You feel that vibe, even like, you know, I mean, the little things, like even when when you're walking through that hallway, uh, somebody had to go in there and and create that that level for you know for wheel uh road cases yeah you, you know yeah, like yeah. You come off a stage yeah, like somebody yeah, yeah. thought about it. thought of it yeah, yeah put yeah. that stuff in there thought of the yeah. little you details know? so it's uh so i feel a lot of love when i'm in that place you know and i'm sure all of us do you know Same. it's just but it's really it's really wonderful to come down here and then find like a spot like what you're doing out of love for it and 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 there's i think there's more there because 
your brother, isn't he? Like a sound guy, dude. Like, yeah, man. Right, yeah, right, right, yeah. Right. So what's going on that like both you and him came up and you're both like heavily involved in music? For like, the record, I like, taught him everything he knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's not here to re rebuke that. Yeah, right, so right, I've, right, got, I've taught right. him. No, so Aaron worked at Surf Club. They had a brief time with me, but he's just uh, he's a musician. You know, he he, he was a drummer, um, and uh, man, he played around town in a bunch of different bands back in the day, um, yeah. and uh, um, had a lot of fun with it. And then he uh, um, went to college and and uh, graduated. Then he went to was a Pernalis, I want to say, a Willie Studio. Okay. And, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. He put yeah. in some time there and, and got a certificate and came back and worked at the surf club, helped Manny Morales with AYS and his company for a while. And then uh, I want to say Jason Boland picked him up for the road. So he mm -hmm. was out with Jason Boland for a while. Um, and right. then uh, he got picked up by a Turnpike Troubadours. And so he was out nice. with Turnpike Troubadours for a while, a few years. And then, Traveling uh, sound guy with him? Yeah, traveling nice. sound guy with him. And then Man, he nice. got picked up from there to uh, Morgan Wallen. Um, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And so uh, now he's been out with Morgan. Now, since you know, he's been back out after 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 post COVID stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, in between, he got to work with Robert O'Keefe for a while, and he had nice. the, the whole ninety sevens for a little bit. So nice. he's kind of filled in some gaps here and there. But yeah, he's got himself a good gig now, and, and uh, totally coincidence. I don't think I, I never set out to be in, as a, a promoter. Um, <laughs> just I had an opportunity at the Surf Club, and 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 that's kind of what I was doing. I love music, and coming down that path. And I think same for Aaron. He loved music and was playing, and uh, you know, supplemental income, learning how to run sound was was fun for him. And so yeah. he kind of from yeah. that led to another and started making uh, money and then that was it yeah, yeah, yeah. it's crazy you know, and Aaron's, Aaron's a good kind of guy you know he knows he can live on a bus with somebody without pissing everybody off you know what I mean <laughs> that's, that's a good trick to be in the road dog you know he's, he's good yeah man uh, yeah super proud of that guy um, but yeah small world so so he the the managers some of the managers from Morgan Wallen actually um, were touring uh, road guys for Phil Pritchett, uh, songwriter yeah, for Pritchett, and, Phil for uh, yeah. uh, the Texas country scene. Um, um, but yeah, Phil Pritchett and a few other guys, and so they would come through. Honey Brown those days, and they, so they would come through. Sort of Brown, yeah. Like merch guys and and uh, tour guys, you know, uh, Pat Green's old merch guy is out with uh, with Hardy these days, you know. So nice. there's a lot of these Texas country guys um, and, and some old surf club heads that Aaron knew from that era, mm -hmm. um, yeah. and was always friendly and cool with. And yeah. you know, Turnpike obviously see great band it was making some some good headway there for, for yeah. a while and are back again they're uh, back and, yeah that's yeah, right yeah. so when, yep. when um, they were looking for somebody and Morgan was kind of blowing up somebody in the camp was like well how about you know call Aaron you know nice. so uh, yeah so he, he he's doing well with that that's awesome that's awesome I didn't know that I didn't know all that case I didn't know yeah, you had a brother yeah, that's awesome yeah. Taught him everything. Was he in the bands? Was he in any bands that we would? Man, I was in a band called Feedback. Uh, oh, yeah. I remember yeah. Feedback. Feedback yeah. sounds familiar. Yeah. That's, yeah. And what he played that? with Sonny Selena's quite a bit. Oh, uh, yeah. He was in some rock stuff, you know. Yeah. So he did uh, some, uh, 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 there was a rockabilly band, the Roadhouse Rebels, that he played in. I and those uh, uh, one of those guys, I believe, went to play with Two Tons for a little bit. Nice. And now it's mm -hmm. up in Austin. But uh, so he, he played kind of well, real well rounded. You know, nice. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, everything from a little bit of the rock reggae to rock. Ability to, yeah. you know, whatever was floating around at that yeah. time, you know. No, but, yeah, he's he's a man. He used to play drums, and this is where maybe when I say I can't play, my dedication was never. Aaron would play. I remember he was uh, 13 or 14 years old. He would come down with blisters on his hands mm -hmm. and go yeah. up and play until they they busted, and then come back yeah. down and bandage them, and then play some more. And, and wow. uh, my Sounds mom like tolerated it, supported. Yeah, yeah. 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 And my stepdad was trumpet player in the symphony wow. for years, and so he had uh, he had a what they call the music room, but he just a uh, room he practiced trumpet. Dude, day. so it's kind of know, essential. Yeah, yeah, I got up in a house to where you, know, you hear trumpets. 
going and drums going and my, oh, my dad. I grew up on a uh, like I said, I'm from Corpus, but you know, I said it's from the area. We grew up in San Diego, kind of by a, a post OG. But yeah, I know that. Uh, my yeah. dad played the piano and violin, so I grew up in a oh, wow. school. My grandmother played the piano, and so nice. I'm like, dude, I'm we, from we down the road. Family. I'm from Mathis. I just, oh yeah, yeah I grew up yeah. Mathis. Yeah, cool. just played uh, across uh, through San Diego all the time. Grunts in San Diego. What's that? Uh, I just played Grunts in San Diego. Okay. This place uh, called Grunts? This place called Grunts. That's great. Grunts, Grunts That's a good name. motorcycle. Okay. Wait, that place has got <laughs> the... It's so, okay, so Tyler McCumber just played a place out there that looked really awesome in the pictures. Uh, it's like in a tin shack kind of garage door. So type what place. I saw looked like it had a stage. Or that, that, that part is connected to the... Uh, pool hall Ooh. part of it oh yeah. man it looked yeah. pretty classy though yeah. looked nice it, it was a cool spot nice. it was a cool spot Sandia. i was happy there was air conditioning yeah, yeah i bet had a fireworks stand when i lived there i think that was oh, yeah. <laughs> they had a corner store that was not it was grunts cool. texas yeah. cantina is what it's not grunts motorcycle oh, okay. grunts texas cantina cool nice yeah, yeah. I, I know sandino sandia very well <laughs> from down the road well, I have a, a two-part question, if oh, you don't mind. Oh, um, oh. One is uh, bringing in the the music-friendly designation. Um, we've had not pushback; it's not that's not the right uh, word or right, right phrase. But people are like, "What does that mean? What does music-friendly designation mean? Um, what does that mean for the musicians here locally? But also, what does that mean for the community when they hear music-friendly? Yeah. But it's hard to get our community out to actually go see the musicians. Yeah. Right? Hey, hey, hey. That that doesn't sound very music friendly. So, um, <laughs> what do you think is uh, an answer to that? You know, it, it's a, it's a good question. And and uh, there, uh, first off, I'll start by saying I think Corpus has been music friendly and a music rich community since well before our time. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you get with the Ritz and and all the bands that yeah. came through that oh, yeah. played the Ritz yeah. and the Coliseum, mm -hmm. um, you yeah, know, and Coliseum. even the bands that come through that are still coming oh, through. Yeah. Um, I think that we struggle. Um, because of geography, uh, I yeah. think that uh, one to tour from Corpus to anywhere, you're about two hours from the next from anywhere, you know, major city or big city, um, and it's ex expensive to tour uh, and and time consuming, uh, especially that far away. Um, I think also uh, I've got a theory that we kind of look to our brothers and sisters, our neighbors, which is Houston, San Antonio, Austin, and Dallas, mm -hmm. and compare ourselves to them. And those are some of the most arguably music friendly and most cultural and most yeah. diverse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. cities mm -hmm. in, the, in the nation and possibly the world in some ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and uh, when you're comparing yourself to that, it's easy to have a self-esteem issue. Yeah. You know, yeah. so if, you, if, yeah. you, if you pluck us up from here and put, him, put us in the Midwest, uh, I think that we'd be a lot more proud. We'd be standing yeah. taller. So yeah. uh, mm -hmm. to answer the question, I think mm -hmm. corporates is always music friendly. Um, we just uh, are now gotten the attention of the state and others to, to also understand we're music friendly. Mm -hmm. um, what does that actually mean? I think that we're music friendly on you know everything from what you guys are doing with the the songwriter stuff to uh, you know what what Ray Summy's doing with open mic on Wednesdays to what the exchange is doing with with bringing in all kinds of new music Jim and, and Mike, getting yeah, up on their stage yeah, yeah. yeah you know and, and I think that you know there's a lot of divey bars from you know Vernon's to um, uh, you know to uh, yeah. uh, Rockets and the, you know there's a bunch of places doing music um, I think we do struggle with getting people to come to shows you know yeah. and uh, I don't know if that's necessarily a, a corpus issue yeah. or if it's just an issue um, you know uh, we compete now with a lot more than we 
competed with when I first got in the business. You know, yeah. for example, uh, cell phones. You know, people go. It's not a thing before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you exactly. go to home. You're going to shower up and you're going to change. And I'll meet you at the pub. You know, and now you yeah. go home. You show up. You get on your phone. And you start looking at all the things happening in the world. Yeah. And, you know, you can play video games now with people halfway across the world. Yeah, and, you don't uh, have the, <laughs> the technology. If you are a musician, there's so many people that are into their closet musicians. You know, and then just watching you guys come set up this podcast pretty quality podcast for minimal equipment yeah I mean, you can now record That's, music in your home but yeah you can, you can and we do usually so you use tv on yeah. and surround sound and you can watch bruce springsteen concerts in your living room and with yeah. a six pack yeah. cost you yeah. nine bucks yeah. versus a seven dollar beer so yeah. you know we compete with a lot of that stuff you know so so uh long-winded answer but to come back around to what does it mean um you know um and getting pushback on it you know i've got some pushback from some local musicians they're like hey man that's for the politicians that's for yeah. you know somebody to hang their hat on and say look what we did for yeah, yeah. Corpus. um and i can't argue with that i think yeah. there, there is some of that uh, to it but at the same yeah. time um it's a politician somewhere recognizing that corp that the music is um good for business it's yeah. good for for yeah. bringing for for collecting those tax dollars to fix the streets and the american bank center prop a b or c or whatever comes next down the line but nest, yeah. you know, you're bringing people together to come to shows and and, and it has an economic impact it's huge and so um you know uh, choosing to understand that yeah this is a, a designation and a nice plaque for a wall but it's also could be a tool used to improve uh, our scene and getting yeah. people out to corpus you know so i always answer that question with you know uh, what do we want to do with it not you know what do i want to do with it or what does corpus want to do with it but i think it's there for 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 corpus to take advantage of and yeah. you know jimmy sits on on the the advisory council with me as well That's as a couple right. of folks from the the two colleges that are here and so we've got a mix of people that are people that work with the city and visit cc and then there's people that work for the universities that teach yeah. music and then there's people yeah. that promote music and people that play music so um really i i wish there was a solid answer of hey this is our direct path what we're doing yeah. uh, but so far we've had the designation for less than a year the symposium was was the kickoff for it which was a good educational you know event for local musicians yeah. Um, yeah. and then we had our our music walk which we partnered with the downtown manager to manage you know, 20,000 plus people. For, for the listener, by the way, not to interrupt this question yeah, or this yeah. answer, but for the listener that the one listener we have that doesn't uh, know what the music walk was, uh, what, what was the what was the music yeah. walk? And, um, so our art walk has been going on for decade or decades, maybe yeah, decades, first Friday, wow. close, yeah. close yeah. to decades, close to decades. Yeah. first Friday of every month, the downtown management district, uh, the local merchants downtown and, and other vendors will come into downtown, close yeah. off streets. But now they close off streets, but uh, they used to, it's grown to this. They close off some streets, they put up a few stages and a lot yeah. of art and a lot of food trucks. And, and then they ask art galleries to stay open later. Um, they ask bars to program. So we all kind of program our night to kind of cater to an art type feel. Yeah. Um, and it's a free event and everybody comes in downtown. Um, and, and it gets, uh, uh, tons of people come out for it. It's, Lots it's, of folks, yeah. Event. yeah. It's a huge draw. Yeah. So September, um, the visit Corpus Christi, which kind of houses the music advisory council and kind of helped the designation of being music friendly. Right. Yeah. Got together with the downtown management district and said, "Hey, y'all host the y'all's event. Would y'all mind if we came in and turn and hijacked it for one weekend and turned it into music walk?" Uh, DMD was all about it. Visits, he brought some resources. Yeah. Uh, a few of us got together and booked, and we ended up booking about sixty bands. A lot, um, and I don't know, yeah. if it was like eleven or twelve. I don't know how many venues, but that or stages. I say venues, but stages. Uh, there were some street stages. There were some stages inside like, venues, yeah. um, and we had everything from uh, hip hop and 
wrap in front of House of Rock, which was the first. Literally yeah, everything, yeah. Uh, we had some Tejano, we had some mariachi, we had some brass bands, we had some cover bands, we had some songwriters, yeah. we had some rock and yeah. roll, we had some punk rock, and so really there's a good cross-section of Corpus had to offer, you yeah, know, and out right. of those 60 bands, you know, I can honestly say, uh, I don't know anybody who turned down the offer to play. No, it was uh, awesome. Yeah, there was a budget, everybody got paid. Yeah, well, yeah, it was Ar awesome. Arguably not enough, arguably too much, depends on what <laughs> yeah. you Yeah. You know, there was a little bit of a budget, and and, uh, and then we had a, a kind of a ribbon-cutting type ceremony. The state yeah. of Texas came down and, and stood out in front of everybody and said, hey, congrats, Corpus. Yeah. And, you know, um, the politicians we spoke of showed up and showed some support to it. I and mean, it was a phenomenal night. So uh, I think at the very, very least, if all we do once a year is throw a music <laughs> walk festival and, and maybe go from 60 bands to 80 bands to 120 bands, I think if that's all all this designation does, then, awesome. it, then it's worth doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, we'd like to see this program turned into something bigger and better. You know, we've created a music industry directory, which is live yeah. now on the Visit CC website. Yeah, um, which is really uh, cool. We learned today it's live. It's not pretty yet, but oh, there's it's plans to make it pretty. It's just a database at the moment. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Just it's it's but so the music directory, uh, explain that, Casey. It's like all the local... It just basically in, right industry yeah nice. so if you're from the coastal bend and you are uh, a musician uh, a, a lighting director uh, a producer uh, um, a band a venue it's a promoter all yeah, it's now. all in a central place nice. and so the goal with that for for us what i'm excited about is you know I, I do a lot of private events and corporate events and parties and stuff and people will come in from out of town yeah. and they'll bring a cover band in from you know houston san antonio dallas or a blues band or a guy in the corner playing guitar and they'll bring these phenomenal musicians in from out of, out of corpus and that's where we can improve we should be able to you know, there's right a lot of good cover bands here in town there's a lot of good musicians that we, we can fill the fill the void already yeah. but yeah. what i find is a lot of these people coming into town where do you find these bands you know and, and uh you know I, i'm a i'm a wealth of knowledge i think for bands but i deal yeah. with a lot of the same bands all the time so if you ask me to give you a list of corpus bands it's gonna look a lot different than what mandy morales from surf would yeah. get you or you know the exchange is going to give you just because we all are a little bit different this is a place where Every genre, uh, anything can go and live. You nice. know, so you can actually go and upload your your information on there, and it's already live. Like like Jimmy was saying, and, and it's awesome. there. It's a database, uh, and uh, they're um, in the process of working the back end to make it look uh, cute, maybe more user friendly. I catch you. Know? But, yeah, and to me, I mean, once cool. again, that that's one of the missions that we had. We we started collecting data at our symposium, and, yeah. and uh, I want to say we're pushing a thousand. You know, nice. for the directory, and, yeah. and uh, you know, there's got to be. I'm estimating well over three thousand people in the industry in our our community. We got so a lot. Really, I mean, there, yeah. there's. And, then, I mean, yeah. and to go back to what you were saying, Jules. You're, you're, you when you got here, you're like. There's no centralized anything, you know? Yeah, dude. That's the thing, though. This is it. That's what I saw the music-friendly designation doing was that is an issue that we have in Corpus is that there's not enough consolidation. Folks don't get together and say, okay, well, this is a big thing happening this weekend. Let's not do it then. We'll do it this other weekend. You know, like... I mean, here's the thing, though, is that, like, I and I love this idea of centralizing everything. Like a centralized online place that everyone can access and list themselves, names, passwords, profiles files, info about yourself, picture. Awesome. Like, that's great. I would say that, like, I've, I've looked at people like, and, and God bless them, and Deborah Scott Brown. Yeah. And then Ronnie out on the island, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's like, they're both kind of working in parallel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I don't know how, how many times they interact, yeah. but I would say that, like, they're both covering, I mean, they're, a lot. They're, they're both covering a lot, and there's a lot of overlap. Yeah. And, and we see each other, you know, they see each other. I'm sure they're like, more power to you, solidarity, let's yeah, do yeah. it, you know? But there's, 
they're all just verticals. Yeah, yeah. And they're not something that's truly sort of unified, yeah. I suppose, even though that's what they're attempting to do. And that's yeah. why I'm like, it's like so good what they do and why they're yeah. so valuable. Making that, seen, attempting yeah. to coalesce and, yeah. and, and, and you yeah. know, yeah. I, I, so, I don't think it'll match the passion that those those folks you just mentioned have for doing what they do and supporting music, you know, and yeah. Yeah. everybody does yeah. it their yeah. way. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I agree. I mean, that, that's one thing I'd say. It's almost like hurting cats a little bit. Right, know? dude. And, and, There's so and, much. Yeah. There's so literally so much like. And, and this, this music music directory and then the music advisory council and everything is not going to be you know we don't want to be nor dream to be the 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 one stop that, that kind of squeezes anything out we want to be inclusive in fact you know right. uh, uh deborah and ronnie you know could list themselves in this directory, yeah it's like you know, as well yeah. um, but to the, the the point of what y'all were talking about of just unity it was in a meeting earlier today G jimmy was there and, and uh um this music walk event we literally had we had less than eight weeks to put it together yeah and we had uh, my, myself um we had some help from brewster street from american bank center uh the downtown management district and visit Corpus Christi um, all got together to make this yeah. happen and this yeah. is the first time anybody's in, worked together that way in my in my life I have ever worked with more than one of those people at a time on an event yeah you know, I've done a lot with the DMD done a lot with business, yeah. done a lot with done a few things American Bank Center and the yeah. festival the, the mm -hmm. stuff Lord and yes I've worked for Concrete Street for a long time but to get yeah. concrete, the Concrete Street folks and the American Bank Center and when those things happened 20,000 people showed up and bands got it shows you what you could do so yeah. I'm, I'm hoping this is the, yeah. the beginning of more of that. And, and I'm also really hoping that there's a formula that we stumble upon that somebody else can look at and say, how did y'all do that? Okay, yeah. this is how we did it. You know, now yeah. you can kind of do it. And I don't know what this is going to turn into, but I'd love to hear from anybody who's got ideas. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot of ideas in this town that aren't all able to, to get done. But, you know, having these conversations and uh, hopefully in, in inspiring somebody yeah. to do it. And I'm hoping to not just inspiring somebody how to put a festival on. But if you go to that event and you're a musician, it's like, I oh, mean, I don't think I could ever get on stage. But you see all these other people doing it yeah. and then show up to an open mic, start mm -hmm. to start to get started to yeah. start it out try yeah. it out you yeah know, see yeah. what you like and, and kind of go that route but, but anyway that's that 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 topic of corpus being a bucket of crabs and not always working together and you know <laughs> yeah. they're, 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 it's they're, a reoccurring thing uh, yeah that was actually that part b of my that is question true, yeah. but we kind of covered it with the music walk and how all these different genres all these different yeah. people collaborated to There's make this like amazing a, thing a rule like a conversation a rule like godin's law or something about corpus with a bucket of crabs no. <laughs> that's yeah. a great yeah. security yeah. 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 That's the title of this episode, by the way. But the thing is, though, I think Corpus has gotten better since. So when I got here in 2003, there was not much, you know? Like, there was really, it was metal bands and kind of reggae bands, and that was pretty much all you had, and there really wasn't a place for singer-songwriters or blues or rap or any of the different kinds. There was a, a good blues scene, but... Was there? Uh, um, well, before uh, that, probably. Yeah, yeah, well, I guess in the 80s and yeah. 90s. See, I missed all the cool yeah. stuff. Rockets and Cantina Santa Fe. Yeah, yeah those, but yes, I missed out on all that stuff. But yeah, like, I f feel like it's, you know, we slowly but surely... I think part of the goal, too, of, like, playing music in this town or doing this easy song or doing any of the stuff that we do is, like, to get people to stop saying there's nothing to do here, which is oh, the yeah, stupidest, yeah. like, 
Dude, how many things? Look how busy you are, Jules. Just just getting here. Like, come on. Like, I, I like yeah. to break it down to them so we get people sitting in the front bar, you know, and, right. and they'll sit there and spend, you know, 25, 30 bucks on a bar tab to saying there's nothing to do. And it's like, hey, just, you know, drink one less beer and buy a ticket to this local show Go going on. Or you could watch maybe four bands. Watch each, 10, yeah. walk you know, 10 feet. Yeah. yeah like, you know, come on, the, man. The, the breakdown is like, what is it, 10 bucks to get in? And then if you divide that by, you know, the, 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 two bands that are on stage and divide that by the five guys in each band and yeah. you know it's like yeah. what is it less than a dollar a dollar musician yeah. something around there like that's yeah. that's probably the cheapest thing you can so ever do you know, yeah they're you know, you're usually great shows have one less beer yeah. and, and, and uh, feel better in the morning you know yeah. and, and, and yeah. check yeah. out support, show, support know. music yeah. and if you like it hey step to the front have another beer and check out the next band you know yeah. Yeah. there's a way yeah. Yeah. corpus I think is getting better too I'm starting to see a lot more especially in the young kind of rock scene bands that'll we'll put these bills together with three yes, or four bands. I've seen a lot of and that lately. By the time the, the you're done playing your set, bands typically pack up and leave, and they don't stick around to the end. You know, yeah. and I'm seeing a lot more bands these days pack up their stuff, come back in, and watch the a lot of camaraderie, you know, man. Yeah, yeah. I think that, that that's hey, like the NASA guys. Yeah. That, that's very much those guys' style of like. Mm -hmm. This is camaraderie. We, we stick around for the other bands, and we, you know, we all tuck into the small room and yeah, like, but yeah. we like, you know, that's you're there for the experience. You're there to see all four of those bands, and it's like, it's it's beautiful. It's yeah, a great yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. I'd, I'd be cool. curious to gather your thoughts on this, Casey, because I was thrilled to discover this. Maybe we're talking about the same people here, same scene, you know, yeah. but like the Galvan Ballroom. Oh, they're doing oh, yeah. that now. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are some some of the same folks from there, I think. Yeah. So like Animal Mood, those dudes, yeah. and like um, Up Dog, and like that kind of, those right. groups of guys. Right. They're all very, so, very cool, like with the with super cool. And all of, very uh, community. And all of uh, yeah, all of Up Dog's members are like, uh, uh, environmentally minded yeah politically active I love these the kids. kids I was like yeah these guys kids are, are awesome um, <laughs> yeah but no I was, I'd be curious to have your thoughts on this if you're aware of like uh, some of the scene that happens um, at the Galvan Ballroom that's I shit you not man This I was like who puts on these shows and it's like oh you gotta Message this guy on Instagram named Crackpipe Daryl. <laughs> it's like and a random like, dude. Like, right, right. And so it's I'm like, like I can't believe I'm like about to message a guy called Crackpipe Daryl. Hey know? man, what are these? So I messaged him right, and uh, he's like, Yeah, just come to the show, bro. I'm like, I'm just trying to show up, take some photographs of the Galvan Ballroom. You guys have some interesting it's awesome. going on. Did you but take they, some? I went. Yeah, I yeah, took yeah. Some pictures, but they, you know, they they have the the throwing of an a, event framework correct in the way that they yeah. call the event something. They had a theme. Yes. They had like five bands. Put it under an umbrella. The flyer was like called like uh, Under the Big Tent or something. And yeah. It was like encouraging circus costumes. And it was like. That's so awesome. Right. So so I show up and it's like, you know, you go up the stairs and there's stage and like. Yeah. Cosmate Williams is playing with Oven, you know, and it's like a heavy, like, thrash Weird, sort yeah. of band going on. Nice. Um, but it's just like this incredible energy of these young people that are, yeah. that are together, that are, and I, you know, being someone that kind of, I just, you know, I, I, I I think society right now is kind of lacking a lot of third spaces, right? There's not a whole lot of bowling clubs. There's not a whole yeah. lot of, and going back to there's nothing to do, complain, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, all that being said is that these kids are, 
aware of the way that like public schools are stripped of of, of funding yeah. and shit, and they're just making their own scene where these young yeah. kids are able to be placed in environments where they're allowed to be who they yeah. need to be the and community. who they are in yeah. community yeah. and super cool. music and, and that scene, man. Yeah. But like, were, were you aware of any of the stuff going on in the ballroom at all, brother? Like, yeah, it's funny. So we, we do a catering house, you rock on the you know, side gig. And, yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. We did a, an event at the ballroom, we got one ballroom, and Bobby Gavon, uh, uh, whose family's had it forever, yeah. we're talking, and he had, he had he's fixed it up, you know, and I was looking at the stage, and I was like, man, this reminds me of what's at the, the, the enchantment under the sea dance yeah that's what it looks like you know what I mean yeah, like yeah, it's got the Michael J. Fox that come out and kind of stuff yeah, yeah, it's in, you know, and really cool super cool and it was you know he told me at that time he was looking at it uh, renting it out you know and then some events happened there and, and uh, um, you know I, I'm an old man look at those stairs and I thought I can't haul the PA up these stairs <laughs> but, but, uh, but those, those, those that, that scene took to it and man super cool I didn't, I didn't attend I saw pictures heard about it a lot of friends of mine went and it yeah. was really it was kind of a cool yeah. spot man yeah, I mean it's nice. just, and I will say too going back to big Corpus and, and you know I'm always a defender of Corpus you know yeah. but you know the Corpus has always been very DIY you know uh, yeah. or DIY there we go yeah yeah so, yeah, uh, yeah but there was a scene uh, there there's a CC subculture uh, DVD that Richard Guerrero put oh, out yeah, yeah. that's what I was trying to think yeah, of yeah, yeah. yeah look at watch that video but that's man, the to be 80s, awesome. 80s and it 90s. is a great documentary yeah. dude so yeah. that's the okay so I heard about that when uh, Anchor Watt got the star on the on the yeah, Walk of Fame, of fame yeah. and I know David Nuss. I've been friends yeah, with David yeah, Nuss yeah. for a long time. I had no clue. Do you know David Nuss or Anchor no. Watt? No, dude. They were a 1980s, late 80s, early 90s hardcore band that was like pioneering, and they were on Metal Blade Records from here, from Corpus. Wow. Uh, Nuss was like 16 at the time yeah. as the drummer, but they got the they got a Walk of Fame just recently, and he was talking about that video, and I was like, I had no idea that it was this hardcore, like this crazy yeah. scene in it, the 80s and 90s. It premiered at the 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 movie did premiered at the South Texas Underground Film Festival. Nice. Like, they showed it at random at Rockets at oh, like nice. 2 p.m. during the day or something. Oh, weird. But uh, but yeah, I was blown away. It's, I didn't know half that stuff that was in that documentary. Yeah, I, can see it. It. I mean, it's like filmed with like VHS handheld recorders yeah. and things in it, but it's super yeah. cool and there's a lot yeah. of interviews and musicians that are still playing the corpus today, but you know, going back to those days, there wasn't venues, there was halls. It was like yeah. asking the right. hall and halls and so I think what you're seeing with the Gabon Ballroom is the, this uh, almost a, a throwback feel, whether it was yeah. intentional or where they just stumbled across, we can do it ourselves in this cool spot we got a cool you know, club but yeah. they found a cool spot and threw a cool party yeah. you know and, and, and uh now i'm like, thinking about pa and like what they do with pa up there i'm like yeah you're right i don't know if i can like yeah i think the, i hope the, they have the, a the, diamond stage played there but we, we were there doing the, the food catering dude and, they have a huge they setup yes, they brought some gear and and uh, jamin was one of the their sound guys and oh, I was poor like, jamin. Did, you, did you move this stuff up here and he was like yes <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Jamin's in good yeah. shape. <laughs> yeah, no, he is, man. He, we got our lights from from uh, from Jamin, good guy. Uh, but yeah, man, that's really really cool spot, you know. And, and I like to see more stuff like that happen, that's you know. Cool. And I mean, to me, NASA's is like that as well. I mean, yeah. they got oh, a spot, and they were like, man, yeah. we got to make this work. And yeah. great got people all down there, and, yeah. and uh, very um, very much a vibe. Good musicians, good music, good good folks. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, any other questions? No, I don't have I don't have anything partying. I was yeah. man, it was just it took good, all my questions. It's good, so, yeah. good to talk to you, Casey. Yeah, like yeah. I said, talk talk man. talk at you. No man, we're bad. we're excited to do Yeah. Oh, well, I did want to follow up oh, yeah. with uh, the symposium coming up. Uh, yeah. Um, because you are doing it again, yes, correct? Yes, yeah. Uh, that will be, have you announced it yet? 
We haven't announced it yet. It'll be in February. I mean, it's, it's, it's February. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's February. <laughs> we're, we're, um, um, we're, we're changing the format slightly. Um, okay. I think that last year we utilized Bay Jewel and we had sessions happening at the same time. Yeah. And you couldn't make every session if you wanted to. Mm, yeah. Um, and also, mm. if you tried to, I think it would kind of burn you out. So we're still utilizing Bay Jewel. Um, um, we've got a keynote speaker. Uh, Ooh. Worked out. Um, Ooh, and nice. We've got uh, um, some programming that we're still kind of tweaking on, but the, the format the layout's going to be a little bit different um, yeah. um, than it was before. Okay. But instead of having you know uh, eight breakout sessions, we're looking to have probably four or five. You four, know, yeah. probably host those at House of Rock and use the uh, Bay Jewel for some roundtable discussions nice. on on things. Uh, nice. And yeah. also set up some areas to where some of the speakers that speak at those breakout sessions um, can get some FaceTime at Bay Jewel. So if there's something that, that uh, piques your interest, you can, you can have do a, a conversation. Yeah, more one-on-one -on -one yeah. situation. So it'll be like cool. it'll be like. Um, musical FYI, like if you're a musician or industry yeah. person or... It, it, to get along the lines a little bit, really what I'm, I'm trying to, uh, it's not coming together as quickly as I would like, but to the truth be yeah. told, I'm trying to get out of my comfort zone. Once again, I'm, I'm uh, um, I know a lot about live music and, and, and how to promote yeah. a show, how to put a show on, the production side of things. And I, I know what to tell a band uh, to do and not do when you're trying to get in front of a, a guy who's, yeah. who's buying talent, you know, but mm -hmm. when it comes to publishing, when it comes yeah. to getting your music online when it comes to once again monetizing your efforts in other ways yeah. other than ticket sales and merch sales you know there's a whole world out there and yeah. so so we're working once again with texas music office and, nice. and our friends at csac and bmi are also helping us try to find nice. uh, maybe great. some publishers that can come out oh, and yes, teach please. people that end of things and, mm -hmm. and how you make money with music these days because it's, yeah. it's it's an ever-changing business i, and, I know uh, so many people uh, that learned about the bmi live thing at this last symposium yeah. Um, um. I've had a few uh, bands that was, it was, uh, um, had somebody reach out uh, about three months later and says, Hey, met you at the symposium. Um, I've got a band. I'm starting to gig. Uh, can you look at my website and see if, and they, they had a, a yeah. electronic press kit. What do you think and, of this? Yeah, yeah. They had the good pictures and it was like, man, there's not a whole lot of critiquing. I, I don't need to do like, anything. Somebody you took listen. some notes and then looked at other people's stuff and figured yeah. it out, you know, but there's so many things and I won't go get long winded, but one of the things that I get, I'll get these all the time. I'll, we'll announce a, a good band, you know. For example, Emory announced today, right? Oh, yeah, so yeah. It's huge. Yeah, people are so, excited. And I get yeah. these calls of, hey, man, you know, can I get on Emory? And I'm like, man, I know so many people, and I hate to say it, but I don't always remember who you are or what band you're with. I mean, i got to be spoon-fed, and all of us promoters are, hey, yeah. you need know, your Instagram, your Twitter, Give your LinkedIn, your yeah. whatever you've got. Your, your, yeah. and, and now there's different platforms, so you can send them one link, and it has all of your social media, yeah. plus it has mm -hmm. music and press kits and photos. And what people also don't always understand is I can't just say, oh, okay, cool, y'all want to open for Emory. Well, poof, you're approved. I've got to most yes, of the time send that to I think if that's a tactical, strategic, beneficial, memorable, fun, profitable, they've got to get yeah. it approved by their agent. Yeah, but sometimes right. their agent will send it to their management, which the management may or may not discuss with the band, but there's a chain that goes through oh, man. before I can just say, hey, you can you can get on here. So when you're, you're, you're looking to get on to a gig as an opening band, we love having locals on yeah, there. Sure. Um, but sometimes it doesn't matter how good you are yeah. or what it is. It mm -hmm. matters on how good you look. 
took on a link, you know, yeah, so there's yeah. this combination of it. So those are the types of things at the symposium. It's kind of like, and I know people play music for different reasons. I've got friends of mine that, hey, I just want to play and I want to play my songs. I'll play them to one person or 50 people. I'll do it for a slice of pizza. I just yeah. want a mic. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you have people that say, man, I'm going to make five, 600 bucks a gig. And, yeah. you know, if that's, if I need to be in a cover band to make that happen, well, I'm going to be in a cover band. You do. Make that happen. You know, and then folks are kind of like, hey, I want to play my own music. And, and right now, I know it's an investment. Hopefully down the road, I'm making money. I can sell a song and it yeah. can allow me to keep doing and you just you know and I've been, there, there's I've a been bunch there for of, 20 years yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> there's a bunch of different reasons on, on why people get up yeah. on stage you know and so, yeah, so sure. finding what are you why are you playing music and what is your goal and is your goal to make money we'll sit yeah. back and evaluate and understand that unfortunately you know people aren't paying big bucks for original music you know and, until yeah. you become so popular somebody else is covering your music which then it's no longer original you know what I mean but yeah, it's like yeah, you, know, you exactly. can get to a point of like you got to you know, and, and man, I wish there's a magic answer to make that work. But on that journey to get from where you are to where you want to be, if you can learn that you can write off guitar strings and you can All write off stuff. mileage and you yeah. can write off a uniform yeah, and, you know, just how do you file your taxes as yeah. musicians? And, and, and then yeah. also understanding that. We've the, slowly gotten to understand that with mileage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dude, it's a big, it's a huge thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the whole write-off game. At the end of the yes. <laughs> Who's getting paid if the four of yep. us are in a band and I'm yep. always collecting the check, you know? Yes, come, come that's February, I get a bill from Uncle Sam. I get hosed. Hey, man, I need you to kick in your part. And I've seen people just say, well, I'm not a band anymore. Like, that's yeah, who exactly, you know? so yeah. There's a lot of reasons. Hey, you know, keeping a band together just from a pure personality and scheduling standpoint has got to be painstaking. I've never tried it, but I can I can see it from the it outside is. end. And then you mix <laughs> in some financial stress and yeah. all those things with it. Man, it's tough. So you got to really love it. you got to really love playing together, which right. we... Yeah. The goal yeah, for the do. symposium is always going to be, what can we bring to the table that can help educate a musician and 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 uh you know uh, you will talk to some people i'm sure who will tell you i'm the cheapest promoter i never book you never book my band and you pay us in pizza and beer and we're worth more <laughs> yeah, if i yeah. gotta get this and then you'll talk to people who will say hey man thanks for the opportunity you know we love the stage and we love working yeah. with y'all and we love what we get to do and, and uh, yeah. thanks for the pizza and beer you know and there's, there's a spectrum of that you know yeah. and so mm -hmm. i think for 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 me and for house of rock and for the whole music scene cultivating young musicians and keeping musicians in business in our, is in our best interest, yeah. you know, and, and if, if musicians have a good uh, package and they're able to draw people and sell tickets and get butts yeah. and seats, then, you know, House of Rock's going to benefit from that, but so is the exchange, and so is yeah. the, uh, NASA, yeah. and Surf Club, and anybody who's got a stage, you know, so it's really a community, and, and going back to the bucket of crabs, it's it's tough sometimes to, you know, uh, I think a lot of people in this business, whether you're a promoter or a musician, there's a lot of egos that go around, you know, and, and uh, being the one guy on stage and having everybody look at you, it takes a special kind of person, you know. What I mean? <laughs> yeah. and, and so, uh, sharing secrets and, and and industry trade things is sometimes difficult. But I think the more roundtable conversations we can have, and the more understanding we can be, yeah. um, and also too understanding as a musician that you know your your sole purpose to to play a live gig, if that's what you're depending upon to pay all your bills as a musician, you're you're gonna have a rough time, rougher than if you know all of the tricks, you know. And how do you get yeah. money from For Spotify? Sure. I have no idea. And those are the types of things I want to bring. Yeah, it'd be nice to know. Symposium. I mean, how Nobody do you knows. Yeah, 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 nobody knows. Nice you know, to, yeah. you know, but you know, there there's a few people I know in town. They're like, hey, dude, I got eighty bucks from BMI. Man. Yeah, you know, yeah. awesome. You know, and, and now you gotta have a thousand spins at least on uh, Spotify. Uh, to get that new thing that came out or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there's some before. new, yeah, it's going to pay you even less. Right. I think Matt is pretty good. Matt Martinez is pretty good about man. collecting his 
He's good. Jimmy Smithwick. I mean, there's a few folks out there that have, that have yeah. that look into it. And, and uh, you know, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but I mean, there, there's a lot of my friends, my dear friends are musicians and artists of other types. Yeah. And, and artist minds, man, they work different than other people's. And then the people that are sitting behind BMI, however, they employ a lot of musicians or ex-musicians. Yeah. They're business minded, you know, yeah, and trying to explain to a, you know, a young musician, you know, who was just figuring out, you know, how, how to, to, to put a song together, yeah. how to go to a website and click on a link and fill us out you can get your money as is they look at you like you're in the headlights you know so, so bridging that gap between yeah the artist mind and the business mind and figuring it out you yeah know, i don't have all the answers and i also want to learn you know some of the stuff because you don't know what you don't know you know and there's yeah. a lot out there so yeah man um two more questions on my end i don't know if you have any more where do you want? Where do you want to see the music scene here in Corpus Christi in like a decade? Yeah, it's growing. You know, I mean, yeah. I'd like to see see. I mean, I love the events that Corpus is having, uh, like Day of the Dead and Art Walks, and not all these are necessarily quote unquote music events, but yeah. there's always a music, always music, music component. Yeah, you can't sure. throw a party without good music. Period. You That's know? how it is. Yeah. Um, you know, so I like to see that. I like to see. Uh, I know that the film and Corpus is also a big thing. I like to see yeah. some film and music connectivity. You know, and yeah, yeah. Uh, between that and uh, um, you know, um, I wouldn't be opposed to more venues. You know, and and yeah. more more bands and just more people on stage. And if we can continue to cultivate and produce good musicians out of Corpus, you know, we need more stages. There's only so many places, you know, you can play before you play them all. You know, yeah, I don't yeah, think we have yeah. a lot of venues kind of per capita, but, you know, there's a lot of genres that just don't come to Corpus and we've kind of committed to the genres that we're committed to. Yeah. Yeah. And even though there's a lot of good bands out there and I'll branch out every once in a while to get the brass band soul records yeah. out of New Orleans or something yeah, yeah. from time to time. But, you know, to do that regularly takes a commitment from somebody, you know, so, yeah. uh, you know, whether it be a hip hop, yeah. jazz rap club or whether it be a, you know, I, so I, 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 a listening room. I mean, really, I mean, yeah. House of Rock, y'all you know, are very kind and, and, you know, we can have a good listening show there. But once again, with the ice machine and the ACs, it would be rad to see you know the ritz come back to life yeah and, uh, yeah if you need that you can hear a pin drop in between yeah. songs i mean there, there's there's still room to grow you know so i think yeah. in corpus i think that as long as you keep moving the right direction and really working with each other and yeah. and then uh, like we we're saying earlier regardless of the genre man there's a lot of the same problems talk to each other and if you see somebody who's figured it out yeah. you know and, and <laughs> successful man take them and get a taco and a cup of coffee yeah tell me what you doing, did you know? yeah right right, right. Yeah. and then can can you see corpus christi ever becoming one of those music Cups like Houston or Dallas or Austin. Um, I, I think that we we can get to. Um we can get to a better spot, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, and and when I say that, I don't know if it would be the same as a Houston or Austin, but we can do what yeah. we do yeah, better. You know, right. And yeah, and, 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 I think so. An original Corpus Christi. Yeah. 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 And I, I think we're always going to be challenged with our geography. I yeah. mean, there, there's nothing that's, that's a, ever going to change that. Yeah. Uh, Manny, who I mentioned earlier, has a saying that if you don't turn left or right, then at 37, you end up in the drink, you know, <laughs> and we're, we're not yeah. a crossroads. I mean, Houston, mm -hmm. El Paso, Dallas, San Antonio, yeah, they're, yeah. Yeah. They're crossroads, crossroads and they're hubs, you know, and, and uh, you know, uh, joking around whenever COVID came through, but it didn't hit Corpus. And so Corpus says, hey, well, maybe it's the humidity. 
stupidity, you know, but suddenly we were the ones with zero counts and within a matter of, I don't yeah. know, a month after everybody else was suffering, it kind of made it our way because yeah. that's, that. that's how all trends travel, you know, mm -hmm. whether it's fashion oh, yeah, or yeah, music yeah. or whatever it is, wow. we're at the end of the highway, yeah. you know, we're not at crossroads. So I think that we can do better uh, as a community. And I think too, it's awesome to sit here and hear that there's a venue in Sandia that I've never heard of, you know, yeah, I mean, they're cropping the up. post OG. And so suddenly yeah. in my mind, I'm thinking, shit, I'm always saying two hours from the next gig, man, there's an hour to Sandia, you know, or Orange Grove. And yeah, not those gigs, quite that long. They're closing the gap. Yeah. So possibly, yeah. you know, some of the surrounding communities grow. Portland's growing, maybe one uh, at some point, right. you know, if any pops up over the bridge. Four days, and, four days got third coast out yeah. there. If you ever bring this yeah. people so there's, down, yeah. You know, there's, there's a little circuit, and if you can create a little circuit, well, then that circuit can start to expand. And yeah. I think Corpus could be a hub for a circuit like that. But yeah. um, we're always going to be challenged with with the drive. The drive, you know, yeah. to the next yeah. You know, though, so, and this, might, this has something to do with you, Casey, probably. The fact that House of Rock's been around for so long and been kind of like this beacon that's consistent, I think has been an example for other folks to stay in the town. Like, you know, because when I moved here uh, in 2003 for college, Folks would come to here for college, they party for a while, and then they move off. The longer I've stayed here, the longer it seems like people like Carlos Cooper with Hybrid, uh, the guy with the NASA, like they they've been sticking around, yeah, and they, yeah. I think they've been seeing that, and that, that we have a unique opportunity with Corpus because it's not Austin, yeah, uh, it's kind of neighborly still because we're small yeah. enough, traffic's not nuts yet, you know, we're it's still city, that's... we're still kind of an incubating mm -hmm. period where we can get to know each other, and we all kind of know each other in the yeah, music yeah. community, and so I don't know, I think that we will have always trouble with the distance, but just like you know, for instance, I, when I moved here, Elton John. Bob Dylan, none of those dudes would have never come down here. Yeah, yeah. And now they started coming down here, they, playing yeah, some yeah. shows and seeing how lucrative it was. And then, hey, man, if you build it, they will come. People will, they'll be there, you know? Like, definitely can be more self-serving or working on, on that trend. I mean, yeah. just to your point, you know, uh, what Dusty's done on People Street, you yeah. know, yeah. with that whole street has turned and into And they stuck a, around, you know? They didn't take that up. somewhere else. Yeah, you they know, kept it here. I think that the quality of life in Corpus, too, has changed. You know, when, when you come to college or grow up in Corpus and there's things to do, you don't have that want to, and desire to leave, you know. Right. I think it's a, that's what it's like, a, a three-legged stool. Maybe I mean the college. I think has a huge part of it. I mean Dunbar's yeah. a great school, but also yeah. NMCC is like man busting at the seams. So huge. there's so many people yeah. that come in to that university, and, and not just the students, but the professors, the people that work yeah. there, move to Corpus, and they start going out and figuring out. I mean downtown's pretty cool. There's a lot yeah. of cool things yeah. happening. Downtown there. looks better you than know. it ever has. Yeah. You know, like stuff. Stuff is actually, you know, in some of the abandoned buildings is growing now you know like that's that's the one thing that i, I would love to see yeah. eventually is all the abandoned stuff come back yeah. it's coming slowly i think yeah, the little, art, little art little in general time. once again not just the music uh, you know art but just the art you see up on the walls of oh, yeah. town and, and i mean it's little examples of the growth of corpus christi that you can kind of take in yeah day by day man like uh just today i i think american bank center announced they built tool Yes, like December or January Dude, or something. Yeah, right. It's coming down. Which, which, yeah. And then Cody Payne said, oh, it's been a while, which led me to think that they booked them in the past. But I left here in, in 2005. Yeah. To, I didn't come back until 2022. But in 2003, I remember living here. 
And I went to Laredo to see Tool yeah. on the Lateralis. And they're here. Uh, uh, you tour. But now they're a bank center. Bam. Dark yeah. Tool is here. Yeah. That would have never happened. Which is super cool. Fun. It's just super cool, man. And yeah. so, like, that's a sign of growth, too. That just little things. Yeah. You know? so yeah. Speaking of small world, I was texting my little brother, Aaron. They were talking about earlier. He was a Tool fan. Hey, man, Tool's coming. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Coming home for the I, week, you know. And, yes. and uh, he says, oh, that's rad. He says, our uh, front of house for Morgan Wallen was uh, Tool's front of house for 15 years. Nice. Oh, oh, yeah. Nice. Wow. About small world stuff Dude, happening. When I saw it flyer today, I thought, oh, it's another tool cover band. And then I read closer and I was like, what? what? Yeah. yeah. Oh. And you know what? <laughs> it's tool with guests, isn't it? Yeah. The way the uh the way that skull is shaped led me to think that perhaps it's a band called Ghost or something. Ghost has played here before. They played here before, right? Yes, so that, they came down. Was, I don't can't verify that's not, you know, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. They came down with Mastodon and Opeth, and I saw that really? show with Ghost Mastodon. Open. Dude, that was wow. a great show. It was in Concrete Street. Wow. I think that was after but, your oh, time. If I'm not mistaken, Gemini is the opening band. Gemini, okay. They're worth okay. checking out. Okay. Gemini? Gemini. I haven't heard of it. Wait, my high school band? Yeah, there you <laughs> go. With, with a G, not a G. <laughs> no, okay, so, got it. <laughs> Casey, the very first show I ever saw in like my life was uh, at Concrete Street, and Cold Chamber was headlining that show. Oh my yeah. God! You remember Cold Chamber? Cold Chamber? Yeah. Slipknot. Oh. Nobody knew who they were Ooh, before early. Ozfest. Yeah. And I want to say Machine Head was on that. I remember as Machine well. Head. Yeah. Do you have anything to do with that bill at all? Man, that's, that's, that's like a familiar? familiar package, but I can't tell you. It's funny. I used to keep track of everything I did, man. And and uh, at one point, and I've got this closet with stuff that's buried in it that I'm kind of digging yeah, through. Of course. You know, I'm working on a little history project. <laughs> nice. Right yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some, Hell yeah. Some gems, you know. But I can't tell you if I was a part of that or not. But I do remember uh, that package with Machine Head on was was uh, talked about. So, dude, Machine Head was. The big band they, of the, those three, right? That yeah. was the one that I was really looking forward to seeing yeah. at that yeah. moment. You know, I mean, I was a Cold Chamber fan too, and at yeah. the time, I I didn't even know who Slipknot was, and I don't no, think anybody man. really knew who they were that was That's there. Crazy, because we were not expecting the nine dudes in clown suits to come out and thrash. And I mean, I had never <laughs> even experienced a mosh pit, let alone like what happens in a crowd <laughs> yeah. when you it's insane. Uh, and I, I was there with my with a girl, and I was like. Fearful myself is yeah, like, like, oh, we're gonna get crushed. Like, we're we're gonna be thrown back and forth. <laughs> it's a great time. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sparked a memory, man. We had there was a, a tour that used to go around called Sounds of the Underground that would happen. I remember that. It was a, it was a yeah. metal heavy type of thing. Yeah. But, uh, man, I'm a huge Clutch fan, you know. Oh, yeah. Been, great band. Yeah. 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 But anyway, they mm -hmm. played. Mm -hmm. It was like Gore, Clutch, and a bunch of other bands. But Gore, backstage wow. uh, by the buses, uh, Clutch had set up this acoustic kind of set. Nice. And it was like the biggest treat of my life. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. which, which typically backstage is not what it's cracked up to be. It's work. Mm -hmm. It's people yeah. pushing cases and, you know, and, and it's a yeah. working space, you know. And, and yeah. uh, so to walk back there and see these guys jamming to jam. But those are the types like of things that gives me goosebumps, man. <laughs> yeah. it's like you're, you're, you're coming to play. You're on tour. You just played your set. What are you going to do with your free time? Play another set. Play you know what I mean? To set, yeah. Whoever is just walking. They were probably just jamming. Yeah. 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 See, that shows you, yeah. too, though. If those guys are good and those songs are good, they'll translate no matter what. Yeah. So oh, you yeah, hear them acoustic, yeah. you're like, oh, these are still great songs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they do sound check. Their drummer gets up. Like John Paul Gastro was his name. But anyway, he gets up sound check and, and uh, he gets up there, you know, to get 10, 15 minutes before everybody starts playing a little jazz riff. And he's just kind of, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, tinging the, 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 the cymbals yeah. a little bit, kind of soft. And the band walks on and they go into their song. He never stops playing. And they go into their heavy, you know, uh, uh, rock song and yeah. jam it out and do sound check and do whatever. 
whatever, and the band's like done, and he still sits still up there and plays. Yeah. Another, you know, when you see this, people have a love for the music yeah. like that. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's moving. Yeah, yeah. It's, moving. It's, it's magic. Yeah. It's, clo- it's the closest to magic we get. You yeah. know. Yeah. That, cool. that leads me to, to my last question. I think you kind of answered it maybe a little bit. Um, we, every, every episode so far, I've asked this question. We call it the, the almost famous question. Oh, so, this is, so I wanted your, your take on over. it. Yeah. I wanted your take on it. Um, so at the end, I don't know if you ever seen the movie Almost Famous. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so it's it's a guilty pleasure of mine. But Not a guilty pleasure. It's great. It's a great movie, especially for music lovers. But uh, all the main character is this young kid that goes and tries to like interviews with this. Yeah, this he's a little young, young journalist. journalist. Yeah, and um, he's been asking this one guy the same question over and over, but he keeps ignoring him. And finally, at the end of the movie, he gets to ask him the question, and then he gives him the answer. And um, so this is the question: What do you love about music? Oh man, the most generic. Simple question. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. everyone always has a different answer. I think music is, is, man, it's been different things to me at different points in my life. You know, from probably middle school, um, you know, my parents divorced, moved around a little bit. Man, I got turned on to kind of pop punk. It was the nice. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Jane's Addiction, Social Distortion oh, type stuff. stuff. And, and uh, uh, man, and to this day, when I put those uh, CDs or MP3s or whatever back in, you, you play that music, yeah. it takes you back to a a place at a point in time, you yeah, know, yeah. and I think everybody remembers their first concert they went to. Uh, you're just talking about the first Concrete Street show and, uh, you know, um, so, uh, man, it's, it's moving, you know, and so from a fan standpoint, um, so you put the right song in the right time of day and it takes uh, all your troubles away, you know, and, yeah, and yeah. you suddenly yeah. you don't need to think about everything for this four minute song or whatever it is and uh, turn it up and maybe just, just live in the moment with it and it, it's, it's mood changing a little bit. Uh, I mean, as a promoter, uh, man, it's just a good feeling whether you have a successful show financially or, or a loss. Whenever someone leaves after a show and stops you and says, dude, thank you so much for bringing show. these guys. Isn't that these crazy? guys were amazing. Yeah. You know, or I've never heard of these guys. I had nothing yeah. to do tonight. I came down and, geez, man, I bought a CD and this was a thing, you know. Yeah. And I uh, met my wife at a concert at House of Rock. Yeah, you know, of course. Those types of things are yeah. for, from the promoter side. That's what I love about music. It yeah. brings people together. Uh, um, like we said earlier, man, you can't have a party without music. You can't yeah. have an, you can't entertain people in a movie. You can't entertain people yeah. in your house. I mean, music yeah, yeah. is always a part of our culture, and and it's yeah. just, man, it's, it's it's touching, you know. And it's it's mm-hmm. a, it's an art form, and you know, I've been a, just a fan of art in general, you know, my entire life, and and the envious of those who uh, are able to pick up an instrument and, and just, you know, man, make it sound great, you know. So um, anyway, yeah, lots of things. Long-winded answer was a simple question with a long answer. Exactly, they all are though. That, yeah. 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 That's yeah. the beauty of the question. You, it, it, yeah. Music is subjective. It grows on me. Like I said, yeah. I grew up listening to more rock and punk rock. I started working in the surf club when they were booking yeah. these country bands. And I remember telling my boss, like, what are you doing? Like, songwriters and country. Like, what are you doing? It's a surf club. Like, let's play some, let's get some guitars in here, man. And yeah, yeah. about three months later, I was buying a Robert O'Keen Live Dinner Number no. 2 album. That's a know, great and, record. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it was uh, Mariano was a song I was after. That's a great song, but, dude. You know, yeah. my boss comes up, boy, what are you doing? And I was like, ah, I don't know, man. I guess I'm a country fan now. Yeah, it's you, good songs are good um, songs are good songs. Yeah, but man, it's mind blowing. And there's there's times too where I sit in the, in the house of rock and I'm like, man, there's like, it, it's hot, it smells, it's loud. It's uh, well, this is this band's maybe not even that good. And you look around, and you're like, man, there's 400 people in here that paid good money to see the show. Like, They've got to be good. It's just not my cup of tea. And it's I think that's, I like, that's yeah. the coolest thing about music yeah. too. Is you know, yeah. I, I I'm never gonna force my music on anybody. You know, yeah. like listen to 
it and it's not for everybody, but there's something for everybody out there, you know, and, yeah. and once again, it depends on my mood sometimes on what yeah. I'm stuck on. I just want to, I was reminded uh, earlier in the conversation, I meant to bring it up, but I wanted to say that uh, you mentioned Blue October and booking them at the Surf Club. And uh, the other day during the Texas Indie Fest that was happening all day at the oh, Surf yeah, Club, yeah. Night, uh, I was there uh, shooting photos of Jody Jennings. Oh, okay. Uh, and his band that was playing with, they were really great. And I was like, they were awesome. Um, but I was just there uh, photographing and I went to change lenses and I had my stuff at the table and I saw two dudes dressed in all black with tattoos. And I was like, these guys are clearly musicians. And yeah, <laughs> you so can I'm tell. I'm like, you know, what's up, bros? What do you do? You know, are you here for this? You're not here for this. You guys are serious. What are you guys doing? <laughs> and uh, they're like, oh, you know, we're in a band. Yeah. I'm like, what's your band? He's like, Blue October. <laughs> and I went, oh, so they were playing at the Bank Center that night. Oh, nice. And um, they came out? Yeah. And it was really cool that, like, they, they gave me a plus one for the evening at Bank Center. Nice. I'm going to see them later that night. Um, but they were there at the surf club having dinner before their show, and there was a fiddle player that I had met. Yeah. And uh, and he was saying he was just there for straight up nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. You know that he had played many shows there. Nice. And yeah, so you know, I accidentally uh, I ducked in the oyster bar for a cup of gumbo the other day. Last time Randy Rogers was in town. Yeah. And he was sitting there at the bar, <laughs> uh, and uh, we started shooting the shit, and and uh, you know he uh, pretty much I would say forced me, but. Uh, and strongly encouraged that I've joined him at the surf club for a beer so he can stand out there on the patio and just look at it. And I think he shot off a few pictures. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Guys, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember this place. Yeah. I tell you, man, that, to me, that was a magical time. You know, awesome. if, if any, you know, love House of Rock, you know, but the surf club was always going to be the place, man. They gave me a shot to do what, what, what I wanted to do, what they were already doing. Yeah. They gave me the reins and let me steer the cart. And it was like, you know, it was, it was really a magical time to see some of those bands. And a lot of them, when they come back through town, will still stop by the surf club occasion I get hit up by people that I wouldn't expect to hit me up I mean I'm, I'm one of many promoters that 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 help these bands along the way yeah. um, and we help each other along the way but you know and, and for someone to remember you know uh uh, promoter to me is always like, man, how do you do that? Yeah. You know, all the every night's a different guy. Yeah. You know what I mean, a different crew. You know, but some good ones out there. Cor Corpus though, it's it's, it's special. You know, there's something yeah. friendly about it yeah. that people remember. Even the people we bring down for the songwriter festival, no. people want to come down here. I would say though, man, that like not all promoters are built equally, man. Yeah, I have like yeah. emailed and corresponded and then met and yeah. promptly like forgotten. Promptly, like, I'm like, I don't really want to interface with that person again. Yeah. <laughs> Very, I mean, I whenever I became a booker, and, yeah. I, and I was also doing sound at the time, I always wanted to be one, a rememberable, but highly conscientious and yeah. hospitable to bringing them water and towel yeah, yeah, the stage sure. before. Clean bathrooms. Sure. All that yeah, shit. Yeah. It's like, so, so, so what I'm saying is that like the, the, yeah, the yeah. perspectives that flip as you go, right, almost like going yeah. on one side of the glass to the other yeah. studio stuff, right? But it takes a, a very special person to occupy the role of a promoter and to, uh, A, like retain and nurture these sort of relationships over time that enable you to be the person that like Casey Lennon is. Right? Yeah, well, thank you, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, man so. yeah. But I'll tell you one thing that popped in mind, totally non sequitur, um, or maybe a little bit of relevance okay, here, but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, one of my favorite songwriters of all times, Hayes Carl. We were having, way back in the day at the surf club, we all had goatees or mustaches or something, and some of the guys in the kitchen were, were letting their neck, or maybe their chest hair come out, or shirt, and their necks were getting scratched. <laughs> 
but yeah, <laughs> our boss at the time was like, hey man, y'all are all gonna have to shave if you don't, at least you can wear a beard, but clean it up. And this was back in the day at the surf club, you couldn't need have face yeah. tattoos and piercings. And in fact, I had to wear a tie. There was no- Oh man, shirt, wow. You know? so, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So it was another, it was wow. the executive, yeah. the executive surf club that yeah. started yeah. out a little bit yeah. more. Exactly. And I've also felt like, you know, the, one of my biggest accomplishments was getting out know, that damn tie as a manager. Yeah. Like, man, it's 110 <laughs> degrees out here. Hey, okay. Are you taller than Hayes Carl? Um, I don't know. We're, we're pretty he's close. Dude, he's pretty man. tall. Yeah, Is he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's a tall dude. I met him at Club Helsinki in New York yeah. after a show, and I talked to him for way too long. Yeah, yeah super friendly guy. Nice, so really so nice guy. Because I was just like, well, he, yeah. he's playing surf club this night, you know. But anyway, we walk yeah. in the surf club, and and the threat of shaving is the real thing. I walk in, and Johnny, who still works in the surf club today, Johnny Hernandez, oh, walk yeah. in, and Johnny's like no mustache. And I was like, damn, Johnny. Oh, wow, I said yeah. he looked at me. He goes, oh, you're next. He was you've been off a couple days, but there's a shaving. Yeah. kid in the back and you're gonna make you shave <laughs> i said man johnny i was like 22 or 23 times i said man i've had this this goatee since high school and johnny says well, i've had my mustache since junior high you know and <laughs> hey we still eat so joke about it but anyway i go back to there and i shave and then now we're all baby face walking around uh -huh. his car comes walking in and one of the first things he says to me is like hey man this is an odd request but you know i haven't been able to shave do you happen to have like a razor and i say matter of fact <laughs> matter i'm gonna have a shaving kid i said you need to come here two days ago we all would look like grown men instead of Kids, you know, a bunch of kids. So he shaves, whatever it is, and that, so I don't even really think of that moving forward. I'm mean, booking House of Rock all these years later. Songwriter Showcase. He walks in and says, "Hey, hey, he's a big fan. You know, didn't didn't uh, you yeah. probably don't remember me from Adam? But yeah. I worked with the Executive Surf Club, you know, before." And he goes, "Yeah, man, I, I remember you gave me a razor and some shaving cream, and I was mind blown. You're like, I was like what? How, did, how did that happen? Here, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how did that happen? Yeah, man, I needed so, a shave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's it's cool, man. So uh, once again, if I don't like music stories and, and bringing yeah. people together, I mean, it's 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 uh, my my uh, uh, dad used to tell me there's easier ways to make a hard living, you know, all the hours that go into working and the, and the late nights <laughs> yeah. and early mornings, you know. But I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's just this how I'm wired. So yeah, uh, man, yeah. beautiful, beautiful, like a musician. Yeah, yeah, man. Anything you want to bring up uh, coming up your way, House of Rock or anything Yeah, you know, it's more the same, you know, I mean, uh, uh, man, just hitting this up, checking out the website. I mean, I really appreciate what you guys are doing, you know, with the songwriter stuff and, and uh, uh, looking forward to February and uh, yeah. some dates in between here and there and, and uh, yeah. uh, just the whole talking about music, man. This is great. Uh, thanks for having me. I, I thanks for coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely our pleasure. Yeah, pretty cool. Kitty, Kitty, do you have anything to add, Kitty? She's oh, out. She's passed out. I sent the plane with 40 minutes flipping all over the apartment. I know. Now she's passed out. All right, thank you so much. Thanks, Casey.